Podcast Answer Man, episode number 272. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. And oh my gosh, I cannot believe what I just did. And I'm wondering if the intro was completely different than it has ever been before. Because I just, I, you know, I don't even know if I've ever done that. I didn't know that I could do what I just did. I was literally thinking something different than what I was saying. How is that possible? I was. I was actually, I was doing that whole intro. I, I say the same thing every single week, pretty much. And while I was thinking that, I just realized, looking at my notes for this podcast episode, that I hadn't written down that I'm going to start this off with a personal plug of the week, and that if I don't write this down, I might forget uh, that I need to do that. So I'm sitting there thinking, I need to do personal plug of the week. Let me add that to the show notes. Should I restart the show and, and do it there? And I'm actually thinking those thoughts as I'm saying what you just heard me say in over the top of the music. Didn't even know it was possible for, for me to actually think coherent thought while speaking something completely different. First time ever for me, I think. At least I've never been conscious of that happening before. Anyway, I will get us started here with a random plug of the week. But before I do that, I want to kind of give you an idea of what's happening in this episode. So you can decide right now whether or not this week's episode has anything for you. So I'm going to give you a personal plug of the week in just a moment. I am going to talk to you about a a voicemail option for bringing audio from your audience into your show, something that I may or may not have brought up here on Podcast Answer Man. I can't remember, but if I haven't, I'm going to talk to you about this new option and how I'm implementing it versus how most people are implementing it. Also, I have a question from Ben Carts from uh, bencarts.com. Actually, it's Ben Wilson from bencarts.com. And uh, Ben has a question about how I do my go-to meeting webinars in 20-minute segments. Then we have a question from Ryan who is, he's, he's got this teenager podcasting dilemma. If you happen to be a teenager, how do you... Uh, well, I'll tell you what, if you're a teenager and you're listening to this, you, you probably want to listen. And then I'm going to bring back something, uh, that I haven't done since episode 262 of podcast answer, man. I'm going to bring you a word of wisdom. Uh, and I'm going to actually talk about what is success and I'm going to help ask, I'm going to ask you, are you successful? Are you a success? And then I'm going to share with you my, out of, I don't know if you guys know this, but I've produced more than 3,000 podcast episodes. I am going to tell you where you can find out of more than 3,000 podcast episodes where you can go to listen to my best podcast episode that I've ever produced in my life. And I'm going to tell you why it's my best episode. And there are actually uh, two reasons. Actually, there's a, there's a third one, but it's, it's totally superficial. But uh, you'll find out why. And then, of course, we're going to uh, have a social media update with our great friend Eric Fisher, and we're going to talk a little bit about Twitter. And uh, that's what's included in this show. So if you're interested in all of that, then stick around. If not, uh, well, we'll see you next week. And uh, before we move on to our new voicemail option, the personal plug of the week this week goes out to my good friend Joe O'Keefe. And Joe O'Keefe is a practicing lawyer, and Joe happens to be one of my podcasting A to Z students who just graduated the course from July 2012, and as did many of the other students, he's already launched his very first episode of his new 
podcast, and you can find it at mylegaljoe.com. And I'll have a link directly to his first episode in the show notes here at podcastanswerman.com slash 272. And what's cool about this is if you happen to be somebody out there that is looking for some advice, some legal information, not legal advice for you personally, but you have a legal question, um, I don't know, maybe you're a podcaster and you want to know whether or not you can get by with, you know, sharing a certain this or that. What is fair use? What are some of those questions? Those questions you could go over to mylegaljoe.com and I would imagine just like you can ask some of your technical and and even non-technical podcasting related questions over here at Podcast Answer Man, you might find that uh, that Joe O'Keefe is going to give you the average Joe the opportunity to get legal information. Again, not legal advice for you specifically, but at least information that you can, uh, you know, be better informed on legal things, matters, if you will. Anyway, congratulations to Joe Joe O'Keefe. That's my personal plug of the week. All right, next up, I want to tell you about SpeakPipe. Have I talked about SpeakPipe? You can check them out, by the way. Go over to SpeakPipe pipe.com that's speak pipe p-i-p-e.com and this is a i believe it's still free let me just log out real quick and see if it says anything there's nothing on here about pricing um you can there's a help section there's a feedback session there's a contact page but as far as i know it's still free i don't know if it will always be free uh, but it is certainly a service that's been around long enough for me to finally say you know what i endorse this and I'm not an affiliate for it because, again, it's free. Uh, but I, but I do, I, I do endorse this. The person, the developer behind this, I invited him to come on to Podcast Answer Man a while back. He said he's, his native uh, language is not English. He can read and respond to emails pretty well. But he said he, I, he didn't think that a, a, a recorded interview with him would would actually go over well with our e- English speaking audience. But I can tell you this. He is very much devoted and dedicated to this project of SpeakPipe. And I've seen other services like Speak SpeakPipe over the years come up and I've seen them go. And this one I'm I'm actually seeing some significant progress and not only that, but if you experience an issue, which is potential, I mean there's a potential for a new issue to pop up here and there, but uh when uh, issues did arrive for me. I emailed him, and like within hours, not only did I get a response, but usually uh, a, a change to the code that fixed the issue. Uh, so some pretty awesome stuff there. You can go to speakpipe.com. One of the things I want to let you know is if you haven't done this already, go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash voicemail. Again, it's podcastanswerman.com slash voicemail. I've updated that long blog post that I did to share with you what are some of the options that you can do to get these recorded calls into your show. Now, I do want to make mention of a couple things here. One is that they do have a website widget, and I'm seeing that a lot of podcasters are installing this on their site. And you'll know that they have this by on the right-hand side. Matter of fact, go to speakpipe.com right now or if you're driving or away from your computer, when you get a chance, come home and, and or at work and, and pull up speakpike.com. And over on the right-hand side, you'll see this little button that hangs off to the side of your site. And if you click it, it will pull up a little popover. And if you have Flash installed, it will give you the ability to just click a button and record a message. And once you do that, you can listen to it, you can give it a, a title, you can put in your email address, all of that other stuff, and then hit send, and it sends it right off to the podcaster, or it would send it off to me in that case. Now, this is a pretty cool little thing. The only thing is, is that not every page on my site am I really looking for people to send feedback. Now, if I had a, if it, if my brand was a podcast and it was only a podcast, then it would make sense. And matter of fact, I'm wondering now why I haven't instituted this this plug this widget yet on gspn.tv and i i should consider doing that but i haven't um w- there is one other option though and i don't mind people putting this on the sidebar of their site but here's one of the things that i've noticed and i think it's by default 
And that is when you look into your settings, for all of those of you podcasters who are using SpeakPipe already, do me a favor, all right? I want you to go into your settings, sign into SpeakPipe, go into your settings, and under website widget, you have the tab, and you can actually change the the position of where it shows up, the color of the tab, and the text that shows up on the tab, and, and all of that other stuff. That's all great. There is also... Um, a balloon setting, all right? And I believe by default, it must be by default, that the balloon is enabled. And this has been driving me crazy. I'm actually visiting some of your people's websites, all right? I'm coming to your website, I'm checking out your podcast, and I'm looking to read your content, and I don't mind the little tab that says send me your voice feedback on the site, but I am a little frustrated that I have to click the X on the balloon where it says, hi there, we really want to hear from you. Send us a voice message message with any comments or questions, which is the default text that shows up. So my recommendation, if you're using SpeakPipe and you have the widget on your site, will you do me a favor, log in, click settings, go down to balloon settings, and uncheck where it says, is balloon balloon enabled save those settings and that way when you load up your site it's just going to have the little the little tab off to the side but it's not going to have the the balloon box that covers up your actual blog post that i actually have to click on to remove to actually be able to read what you wrote in your show notes all right so that's my thoughts there uh they also do have and i of course personally i do not yet have or i i don't at this time i had a facebook fan page for a while and got rid of it. But anyway, if you happen to have a Facebook fan page, it looks to me like they have a tab in the settings where you can add your uh, SpeakPipe widget to your Facebook page. And as I said, I'm not using the Facebook functionality. I'm not even currently using the website widget on any of my sites, but I am using SpeakPipe. And I have not really promoted it to anyone yet. But this is the first time I'm going to make mention of it here publicly. If you go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash feedback, you will see my voicemail page is what they call it. And you can set up your voicemail page inside of the SpeakPipe options. But if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback, and all I did was I used a pretty link to forward that to my account on SpeakPipe. And it's very much custom branded, uh, and and I like it. It's got my Podcast Answer Man logo, I put my GSPN logo in there, I created that myself in Photoshop to make it look and kind of match the background as much as possible. It's got custom text. For example, it says, send a voicemail to Podcast Answer Man or any of our other GSPN.TV shows. And then I even made sure that I put in the text. Please start with telling us your name, where you're calling from, and what show your feedback is for. And then, of course, there's the start recording button. And then below that, you have this little place where you can put some HTML information. And for mine, it says Podcast Answer Man or any of other GSPN.TV shows. And it says, want to use the telephone instead? It says, call 859-795-4067. And then I also wrote here at Podcast Answer Man and gspn.tv, we are passionate about providing high quality content that is delivered on a consistent basis. Since December of 2005, we've produced thousands of original episodes of more than 20 different podcasts, a description of each of our current shows, as well as subscription links that can be, as as well as subscription, anyway, easy for me to say, a list of all of our shows, as well as subscription links can be found at the link below. And then it's got a link to gspn.tv slash shows. So anyway, there you go. That is how I'm using SpeakPipe. Again, this is the first time I think I'm publicly mentioning that this is available. But here's the deal. Instead of calling in by telephone and using long distance to dial our, our feedback hotline, which by the way, our feedback hotline, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still going to keep it. I don't plan, have any plans on on removing that at all. I do like the fact that people can dial in by phone. But... If you have any kind of microphone attached to your computer, you can just click record as long as you've got Flash installed. And in fact, now that I've told you all about SpeakPipe and this new option and the fact that you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash voicemail, all one word, 
uh, you will be able to go and read my updated blog post on the different options. I want to give you a sample of what it sounds like when somebody does call or leave an audio feedback using SpeakPipe because this is what my good friend Ben Wilson, also a graduate of the July 2012 Podcasting A to Z course, left. Now, he had actually called in a couple questions and I had already answered personally some of them. So I did edit this down just for this particular show. So here's what this actually came in. This is the quality of the recording from SpeakPipe. Hey, Cliff, this is Ben. When you're doing a go-to webinar event that is much longer than, you know, 20 minutes or an hour, and you would like to break it up into 20-minute segments so that you can have an easier time editing it down, I know you mentioned that in the course, how do you go about editing it down as far as how do you go about during the show breaking it into 20-minute or 25 or 30-minute segments for easier editing later. All right. And so Ben is referring to a digital training tutorial that I did called, uh, let's see, webinars and digital training, uh, digital products workflow. Uh, you can find this, by the way, it's available for sale individually at podcastanswerman.com slash products. But anyway, what I did is I created a, a webinar originally and then turned it into a digital product, high quality digital product where I, I basically broke down how it is that I schedule my webinars, how I record them, uh, what technology I use to you know pull them off, and then how I post-produce them and put them online. So one of the things that I had mentioned in my workflow is that rather than having a two-hour-long screen flow recording that is you know several gigabytes, um, what I tended to do at the time was to record you know, 20 to 30 minute segments. And then I would actually have, you know, part, the the videos would be part one, part two, part three, part four. Now, I'll be honest with you, Ben, today, I am actually doing more along the lines of a single recording. And then I can actually just say, hey, go to, you know, just scroll 55 minutes in. And the reason I'm doing that today is it's a lot easier with HTML5 and stuff like that to to quickly jump without having to wait for the entire video to load. Now, the thing is though, it, for those who want to download like the original high def MOV file, that can still produce a very large file for them to download. And if they have a slow internet connection, it could time out. So there are still benefits of having those smaller segments. Now, when I did them, and I may actually do them again in the future, but if I was going to do, or when I did 20 to 30 minute segments, I would actually program that into my presentation. So I, one of the technologies that I used was go to, no, I, I was using Keynote and I would create slides and I'd say, okay, this is what I know I'm going to do. I'm going to cover these topics in this order. I'd already outlined everything. And what I thought might take about 20 minutes after I got through that and be going before going on to another segment, I would put end of session, you know, end of session one or something like that. I would put a slide up for those who were watching live. And by the way, for the live participants to my webinar, I would explain to them that I'm making a high definition audio or vi audio and video recording of this webinar that will be turned into a digital training product. And of course, I al most always I can't think of a time that I didn't, but uh, I, w I always give the recording of the webinar available to those who uh, came to the webinar, who paid to attend live or whatever. I would give them the recorded version as well. So I would let them know that one of the things that I will be doing throughout this webinar is I will be stopping every 20 to 30 minutes. And what you will see me doing during those sessions is I will be going in and stopping the ScreenFlow recording, that ScreenFlow is a software that I use. Um, I will be saving video, you know, file number one, and then I will then go in and start a new recording and go again. And of course, I let people know. I said these, you know, one of the cool things about this is it's a quick time for you to go for maybe a quick bathroom break or something like that. But um, that's how I do that. I actually physically stop those recordings and start new recordings during the webinar process. Again, if you guys are interested more in this, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash products and just look for the one that says web, webinars and digital products workflow. 
and you'll see how I have gone about creating these digital products that I have that have done quite well for me. Uh, so Ben, hope that hopefully that answers your question. And uh, we do have another question here for Podcast Answer Man. And this one comes in from Ryan. And let's see what Ryan has to say. Hey, Cliff, Ryan here over at the FPS Fulham Podcast. And I have a quick question for you. Me and my co-host are both teenagers. My co-host is 16 years of age and I am 15, but I'll be 16 this coming December. Lately, we've been quite curious about what happens when a young adult still in our target audience decides to listen to our podcast. And with the first few seconds of listening to it, he immediately dumps it simply because we're not young adults like him and we might be quote unquote stupid kids. What are the odds of this happening to our podcast and how can we stop or prevent this from happening if it does happen to us? Anyways, Cliff, thank you for answering our question and God bless the work that you do. You really help our podcast out. All right, Ryan, thank you for the question. This is what I'm titling the Teenage Podcaster Dilemma. And you know what? Here's here's the thing. You're mentioning that part of your target audience are young adults who are maybe in their 30s. And you're you're concerned whether or not those people are going to think that you're quote unquote stupid kids. First and foremost, you need to get rid of the concern that anybody thinks that you're a stupid kid because you know what you that can be communicated even I, I mean I know that you communicated in the question, but even if you never bring it up, if it's a thought in your mind that you have a fear that somebody's going to think, that you're not as valuable because you're young, then you're going to do and say things in a way that that comes through, even though you may never communicate that. Um, So the first thing I wanna do is I wanna just suggest to you that don't let your age get in the way. Don't, in, in, in this is about your mindset that I'm talking about. Don't even let your age be a factor. The, the, is it possible that somebody is going to hear your voices, tell that you guys are younger, and then immediately turn you off? Yeah, that, that is a very real possibility. Is there anything you can do to stop that from happening? I don't really think so. I mean, the the one thing that I could think that you could do, and it would be the worst thing in the world for you to do, is to actually open your show and say, hey, we might be young, but we still have something valuable to say. Please don't tune out. This is a great show for everyone. That that would not go over well, and it actually sets a very negative tone for your podcast. So my rec- my recommendation is gain, do what you can. Learn about confidence, having confidence in yourself, confidence in your value, and confidence in, in what you bring to the table. And then understand that there are going to be some people who do not like you. I can tell you right now, I'm, gosh, how old am I? I'm 39 years old. I'm almost 40 years old. And when when I'm recording Podcast Answer Man, there are times when I'm wondering, I wonder if this type of individual, you know, I'm wondering if Michael Stelzner from Social Media Examiner is going to like the content of this episode. I'm wondering if my good friend Dan Miller, who I know listens to this, I wonder if he's going to like the content of this episode. I wonder if I'm going to live up to the expectations of Michael Hyatt in this episode. I'm wondering if I'm going to live up to the expectations of you listening to this show. And and that's a lot of pressure. And to be honest with you, I've got a lot of different people that I uh, reach out to. I've got professional business-oriented people. I've got corporate people. I've got people who are who are small business owners. I've got people who are doing this just as a hobby. And obviously, I can't create a show where every episode basically rings everyone's bells. And what I've determined is... Am I, I have to actually ask myself, am I creating a show that I'm happy with? Am I creating a show where I feel confident that I'm bringing value to the table? And if so, I can't allow myself to second guess every single thing that I say and how I might communicate it. And I and and here's the deal, Ryan. I want to tell you, I struggle with this today. I still deal with this. I, I I absolutely deal with this. In fact, one of the things that I've been doing more often is is a bit more post production on podcast answer man. I won't do a lot today on on this episode, 
But I have done some post-production and I find myself actually going in and cutting out, you know, a couple times where I stutter on saying the right word or I will cut out certain little phrases that I said. I can't believe I said that. And matter of fact, um, I can tell you right now a perfect example of something that I would cut out in this episode that you would have never heard if I was actually going to post-produce this episode here today, which I'm not going to do. And that is when Ben Wilson asked me, well, first of all, when I actually said Ben Carts, I actually would have actually taken, I would have taken that out. And by the way, I would have just taken out how many times I just said actually, because I know that I say actually a lot. But as soon as I f- finished playing Ben's voicemail, I said, to be honest with you today, Ben, I don't do that. And I would actually take out the state, I, I would take out the word actually again. And I would say in the edited production that Ben, to, today I do things a little different way. I, I would have taken out to be honest with you. Why do I always say that? That is, that is one of my phrases that frustrates me to no end. It, it, it's, it's like, when have I ever not been honest to you? Is there something, am I, am I in some way lying to my audience every single time to where occasionally I feel like, wow, okay, to be honest with you here in this situation on this occasion, why do I say that? And I know that I said that right after Ben. It's like, to be honest with you, Ben, this is, why? I have no idea. So I question even now, should that remain in here? But sometimes you just got to go. You can't, you've got to just be confident that you're bringing value to the table. So, Ryan, for you and your co-host, your teenagers, I'm going to tell you, you sound pretty good. Um, the only thing I noticed that that is in the recording of what you sent me, uh, your audio quality has a really loud computer fan of some sort going on. I'll just hit play and you'll hear it here. Hey, Cliff Ryan here over at the FPS Wilderman Podcast, and I have a quick question for you. Me and my co- so you can hear your computer fan or whatever going on in the background and, and stuff like that. But that has nothing to do with how old you are. It just has to do with your audio production. But the thing is, as long as you're, you guys are knowledgeable about your topic, you spend some time outlining the things that you're going to say ahead of time rather than just quote unquote winging it, um, I believe you don't have to worry, worry about anything. There are going to be people who immediately discount who you are and what you say. They do it to me all the time. But you know what? Uh, what was what was that? Uh, somebody had posted something. These are not the fan. Somebody posted something like uh, every now and then I get a notice that some so and so stopped following me on Twitter, and I have to keep reminding myself in Star Wars fashion: these are not the fans you were looking for. So people who are Star Trek or Star Trek, Star Wars fans, I think you guys all get that. These are not the fans you are looking for. So I wouldn't worry about it. And I wouldn't worry about, I'm not going to worry about the fact of how many times I said actually, how many times I've said the word so, and I'm not going to worry about the fact that I said to be honest with Ben, you know, because I am being honest with Ben and I'm being honest with everyone else. Honesty is a big thing for me. And so there you go. Ryan be confident, be bold, and create great content, and don't worry at all about losing some of those people. You're, you're, you're going to be fine, all right? You're going to be fine. There we go. Now, in episode number 262, I remember saying that, hey, I want to bring to you a new segment. I'm not going to do every single week, but I do want to do it every now and then. It's been 10 episodes, so therefore it's been 10 weeks since I introduced it, and it's called A Word of Wisdom, all right? And I actually want to bring another Word of Wisdom segment. This is not technical related, it may not even be always podcasting related, but it certainly, I believe, is applicable to all of us who have brands, it's, a bill, it's a, applicable to all of us who have a life that we want to live that is successful, and today... The, I want to talk about what is success and are you a success? Do you consider yourself to be a success? Now, what's brought this up is I'm going, we in the Podcast Mastermind, if you guys haven't heard of the Podcast Mastermind, go to podcastmastermind.com. Again, it's podcastmastermind.com. And just in this past uh, week, we finished covering the book Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. 
had some amazing conversations. A lot of people had some really cool revelations and uh, have drastically changed their approach to how they're building their brand as a result of covering that. And the assignment that I've given us all next is a new resource called The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. Now, we're only going to spend one week, one of our meetings, talking about The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. But I tell you, this is a, this is a resource that is so highly valuable, so extremely inspirational, and the message within it is so powerful that I, I feel just literally drawn to share this with the world. Now, I want to tell you, I first heard about The Strangest Secret from my good friend Dan Miller over at 48days.com. Matter of fact, I encourage everybody to check out his podcast at 48days.com slash listen. Anyway, Dan had, I, I probably heard Dan talk about this thing 30, 40 times. I'm not even sure. But he would talk about it in his podcast. He would talk about it in talks that he had given. Uh, even in personal conversations Dan and I have had, uh, he would he would refer back to when he was a kid. He, he actually, he had come across and, and acquired this record. You guys remember those things? Some of you do. Uh, but this record, and it was a 78 RPM record that was originally recorded in 1956. Now, this record was a 42-minute spoken word message created by Earl Nightingale. It was originally recorded as a talk that he was going to deliver to a sales team. And that sales team, when they had received it, they asked, man, can we get more of these? Number one, I'm, I'm not giving mine up, but I would love to give this to someone else. And eventually, the request came so much that I think they went to Columbia Records uh, and uh, Earl Nightingale had them fulfill it. And check this out, without any real official marketing campaign, they sold over one million copies of this record, of this, basically, of, and if, it, honestly, it's no more than a 42-minute podcast episode today, all right? It's, it's just, if you could imagine one podcast episode, but it, this one record sold over one million copies. It's the only spoken word record to ever be turned into a gold record. It actually, they gave him a gold record for selling more than a million copies. So that gives you an idea of the popularity of it. But what I want to do for you is, by the way, and Dan credits the inspiration from this record from for being what led him down the path of studying about what is possible and about setting goals and, and completely transformed the future of his life in leading it the way and in, in a way that is has made him a success. And that leads to the question. And this whole audio recording, and it, it starts off with the question, what is a success? And, and I'm going to give you a 90-second taste of The Strangest Secret. Now, by the way, I want to let you know that The Strangest Secret has been transferred into writing. So people, some uh, the the family of Earl Nightingale has transcribed this and put it in book form. You can pick up the book for less than eight bucks. You can get the Kindle version for less than four bucks, and you can get the audio version of this for eighty three cents. And I've got links to all of those at podcastanswerman.com slash two seven two. But let me go ahead and play for you this clip from Earl Nightingale, and and I did edit this ninety second clip, so it's it there was actually a couple parts pulled out to give you one coherent thought for 90 seconds. Here you go. When we say about 5% achieve success, we have to define success. And here's the best definition I've ever been able to find. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. If a man is working toward a predetermined goal and knows where he's going, that man is a success. If he's not doing that, he's a failure. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. A survey was made one time that covered a lot of men, working men, and these men were asked, why do you work? Why do you get up in the morning? Nineteen out of twenty had no idea. If you ask them, they'll say, well, everyone goes to work in the morning, and that's the reason they do it, because everyone else is doing it. Now let's get back to our definition of success. Who succeeds? The only person who succeeds 
is the person who is progressively realizing a worthy ideal. He's the person who says, I'm going to become this, and then begins to work toward that goal. I'll tell you who the successful people are. A success is the school teacher who's teaching school because that's what he or she wants to do. The success is the woman who's a wife and mother because she wanted to become a wife and mother and is doing a good job of it. The success is the man who runs the corner gas station because that was his dream. That's what he wanted to do. A success is anyone who is doing deliberately a predetermined job because that's what he decided to do deliberately. But only one out of 20 does that. There you go. And that is just a 90-second clip. And by the way, this thing is only 42 or 43 minutes in length. I highly recommend that you get this. And what's amazing to me, by the way, if I did need to turn this into podcasting, is the number of podcasters who do not have any idea of what what they desire to accomplish with their podcast. They have no big picture. They have no real understanding of their target market. They have no understanding of why they're podcasting. You know, Nightingale mentioned that there was a poll done where they asked all of these men, a lot of working men, you know, why do you go to work every day? Why do you wake up in the morning? And 19 out of 20 had no idea why they did it. It's just because everybody else does. You know, and and I I wondered how, just how similar it would be if I were to ask podcasters, why do you hit the record button for each of your podcasts? For what purpose do you hope to accomplish with your show? And of course, uh, for those of you who are still, you know, going through the day-to-day routine and you wake up in the morning and you don't know why you're getting out of bed, what motivation is there for you? I certainly encourage you to get into the the strangest secret. It it is an amazing resource and I'm so delighted to introduce it to all of the podcast mastermind members and also to you here in the podcast answer man community. So there you go, that's my word of wisdom. Become a success and how you do that as defined by Earl Nightingale, simply come up with a determined plan of action of what you want to do with your life and then work towards it. If you are work actively, progressively realizing day by day, actively moving towards a worthy idea, a worthy goal, a worthy cause, if you are actively, if you have set the goal for which you want to accomplish, it is not accomplishing that goal that makes you a success. It's the fact that you have set course and you know your destination and you're moving towards it. That is success in life. And I absolutely love it. There's so much more wisdom, so much more insight. And you can get that at gspn.tv forward slash secret. gspn.tv forward slash secret. And again, I have links to all of the various different versions of that in the show notes at podcastanswerman.com forward slash 272. All right, before we get into our social media update, I want to share with you my best podcast episode ever. Now, I again, I have recorded more than 3,000 different individual personal episodes of podcasts. And by far... This past week, it was actually two weeks ago, it was a week, actually no, it was just over a week ago, just over a week ago, hands down, I released my favorite, my best podcast episode ever, and there are a couple different reasons why this is my best podcast ever. Uh, First of all, I'll tell you that it is the EOTC podcast, which by the way, does stand for Encouraging Others Through Christ. You guys, many of you know about me that I'm a Christian. I don't ever throw that in your face, and I don't plan to here. Uh, but, you know, for me, my faith is very much a part of who I am and and, and why I do the many of the things that I do. And I have, a, I have a separate podcast called Encouraging Others Through Christ that allows me to share my faith for only those who want to hear about it. So, you, you know, that's why... I don't really go far into detail on any of my other shows because I have a show where I talk about those things if you're interested in hearing me. Now, I've been on a, a really crazy journey over the last several years of my life when it comes to my faith. I've 
shared so much of it in this podcast that I'm telling you about. And since September of last year, I've made some pretty significant breakthroughs. And so they're part of the reason why this is the best podcast I've ever produced has a lot to do with the content of episode 131 of that show or 132. Let me just find out real quick so I can tell you which episode it is. GSPN.tv. By the way, it's found at GS. You can get there at uh, gspn.tv slash Steve Brown. How about that? Go to gspn.tv slash Steve Brown, all one word, and it will take you there. And it is episode 131, by the way, of that podcast. So the content, it is, and by the way, it's extremely faith-based, but very good content nonetheless. And, and And as far as I'm concerned, for that show, I don't know how it could ever get any better. And I'm always talking about taking things to the next level, and the content of that episode, it is it is the highest level for which I had over ever hoped to attain in that show. It was encapsulated in that. So that's one of the reasons why it was my best podcast episode ever. Another one is the quality. And this one is actually something that uh, I think would pertain to you guys. What might interest you guys about this is that I did this as an interview via Skype. And we had the most horrible, horrible Skype connection ever. And I'll be, I will tell you that uh, only, I only heard when we were recording, I only heard about 90%, maybe 95% of the things Steve Brown was saying to me when he was saying them because it was cutting out certain words that he was saying. Uh, Same thing was happening on my end to his end. And we just had this terrible Skype connection. However, since Steve Brown happens to be a professional radio host that I have been listening to for many years, um, I asked them if they would mind recording just his voice on their end. And I had them send me a wave recording of just his side of the conversation. On my side, I was recording both my voice and Steve's voice. And in post-production, I took the wave file that his producer sent over to me And I took every place where he spoke on my recording, I replaced that with what I took out of his recording. And so I'm going to play a sample for you here and let you know. So it's the quality and the fact that I spent so much time with this episode. I I put a lot of care into this episode. But there is a third reason that I really love this episode. And, and, And Steve Brown just has the coolest voice in the world so with that i am going to play for you a little clip here and uh, you get a little feel for how that episode turned out that's what i've been taught and that's what i had taught so many people (laughs) and even in this podcast this is the like the 131st episode of this show and the first 120 of it if you can pardon my language it's crap (laughs) listen i could say that about a lot of my ministry i want you to know hey Cliff, you know, you're young. Take it from an old guy. When I first got this, it really ticked me off. I was angry. A psychiatrist said I lived on the edge of hostility, and I was going to fix those turkeys. And uh, now that I'm older, uh, I recognize how much I'm like them and how blinded I've been. And so... um, and so you and I have a commission, and it's from God, and we got to do it gently or they won't listen. We got to do it clearly or they won't get it. And we got to do it in your face, because if we don't, they'll walk away. But we got to tell everybody we see on our broadcast, in our books, when we're in personal relationships with people. We've got a message, and if we compromise that message, we compromise the very essence of what the Christian faith is all about. All right, and if you want to find out the things that we talked about, which, by the way, is quite controversial in most every circle that I came from, but uh, interesting stuff, gspn.tv slash Steve Brown. And that'll take you to episode 131 of the EOTC podcast, which, by the way, is the best podcast episode I've ever produced in my life. And now, my friends, 
It is time to turn things over to our social media update. And to do that, we are going to go over to our great friend and social media correspondent here for GSPN.TV, Eric J. Fisher. Eric, what do you got for us this week? Well, this week we're going to continue talking about how Twitter has done some changing in its relationships with other social networks. So last week it was, or the last time we talked anyway, it was LinkedIn. We talked about how they kind of uh, had parted ways and, and there's little little information as to what that means. But you're saying that uh, Twitter is putting up another fence with another service now. Yes. And, and for the most part, what it seems to be or sorry, it's not it's not disallowing you from going somewhere else, writing something and then having that also tweet to your Twitter account. It, what they're doing, though, is they're not necessarily allowing you to tweet on Twitter or with a Twitter app and have it go to other networks. They're trying to keep their traffic on Twitter. But specifically what we're talking about this time is when you go into Instagram and you go into find your friends and you click on Twitter, it's going to give you an API error. And Twitter has said that they are definitely doing this on purpose. Gotcha. So Instagram was a service that was started by two guys. And I believe it was iOS only for the longest time. Yes. And it is a cool little app that allows you to take pictures of your everyday surroundings and, and kind of share them. It's kind of like a, it's almost like a picture Twitter. You know, is I mean, it's it's tweeting only with photos. It's it's a photo log, if you will. I mean, these things yeah. have been around for a very long time, even before Twitter. They had um, oh, I can't remember the name of that one that was very popular back in the day. But anyway, I I didn't get Instagram at first, and then finally I'm like, oh, now I get it. And of course, as you know, I'm very big into photography these days and uh, learning lots. So I really do enjoy Instagram. And one of the cool things was when I first loaded up Instagram, I could go in and say, it says, find your friends. And I had already linked my Twitter account, my Facebook account. So all I had to do is click the Twitter button and boom, it immediately showed all of the people that I follow on Twitter who are also using Instagram. And then I made it super easy for me to follow those people. But you're telling me that that is what has been cut off. Yes, you're not allowed to find your Twitter friends anymore. You can still go and find your Facebook friends, but you will not find your Twitter friends. Right. Now, I want to emphasize that Twitter has not blocked the ability for you to take a picture on Instagram and post that image on Twitter. So, therefore, you can still create content for your Twitter feed from the Instagram app. And as far as I've seen online, if you do so, Twitter actually still has that really nice enhanced view where it actually does a thumbnail or actually shows in your Twitter timeline, it will actually show you the actual Instagram image in line. You don't actually even have to click on the link to go to Instagram to see the image, which is very cool. So they haven't broken that functionality at all. But there right. are people out there who are really concerned about what this, what's going on with Twitter cutting off all these relationships. Unlike LinkedIn, which I still don't understand what the story is, I think I have a good feeling for what's going on with this Twitter thing and Instagram. Facebook purchased Instagram for, what, $1 billion? Yes. All right. And so they already had mi- millions of users already. And a lot of those millions of users who are on Instagram today became users of Instagram because of Twitter. I would say so. I would say probably a majority of them. Uh, in, in my mind, I, I, I would say that it, it was a more Twitter-centric uh, application than Facebook for a very long time. I could be wrong about that. But the fact no, is... I, it, definitely in the early days, it was definitely more of a Twitter thing. And I think you said in the story, there's some kind of backstory about the CEO. Is that right? Yeah, people have speculated that because the CEO of Instagram was friends or is friends, don't know the status, of the Twitter chairman, Jack Dorsey, uh, that Jack Dorsey from Twitter is not too happy that Facebook is in the process of buying Instagram. Right. And and I mean, I can understand that. If, if all of a sudden my 
my millions of users uh, helped build the brand that is Instagram. And then all of a sudden, you know, Instagram says, you know what? Yeah, we'll sell to Facebook. Here, here's the thing, though. I, you know, friendship is 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 all great and everything. But what what do you do when Facebook comes to you and says, we'd like to buy your company for one billion dollars? I mean, Eric, is, is it possible to turn down the offer? I mean, because this isn't like some kind of moral thing. I, 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 I mean, unless these guys had some kind of agreement that, hey, I'll never do this to you or blah, blah, blah. But right. seriously, one billion dollars. How do you you can't turn that down? No, you can't turn it down, obviously. And, and Twitter probably wishes they had the, that kind of money to throw around to purchase them themselves. Although I would say there's really nothing stopping Twitter from throwing together some functionality in their own Twitter mobile apps that can throw some filters in and before you throw it into the Twitter's own pic.twitter, you know, photo sharing functionality. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it taking off. Uh, honestly, I, I think at least most every Twitter user that I know is not using a Twitter app. They're actually using a third party app like you and right. I. Are you still using TweetBot? Uh, yeah. TweetBot. Yeah, that's my favorite. And by the way, I want to just say, I don't know if you've noticed it, but there was I don't know what it update brought this in. TweetBot for the iOS has incorporated the number one feature that I desperately wanted. Do you know what it is? Disable retweets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's been there for, I mean, I've done that for most everybody. Yeah, I know. It's it's like, so basically you, you follow somebody and the next thing you know, there's like, it's just retweet this, retweet that, retweet this. Mm-hmm. And it's those official Twitter retweets that actually puts not their image in your in your timeline, but it actually shows the image of the person. And it's like, I'm not following that person. And then you see at the bottom, it's like, oh, retweeted by so-and-so. And some of these people are really retweet happy. And, you know, it's like, I don't want to unfollow the person, but, and and back in the day, I used to go to twitter.com slash their username and I and the option to disable retweet was available on Twitter, but it wasn't available in the, um, the what's it called again? I just tweetbot tweetbot yes thank yeah. you uh it wasn't available in tweetbot but it is there now and and what's really cool is that um for the most part i'm only seeing the people that i follow on my timeline which is amazing and by the way i don't mind rts you know the uh, the old quoted retweets because at least i see that it's you that is retweeting something and if you can, yeah, you see that it's somebody you're following quoting someone else. Exactly. With and maybe an additional comment on it from them. Right. Instead of throwing someone else into my feed, it's yeah. kind of like spoon well, feeding. I, like, I'll admit that I am still very much occasionally guilty of doing the official retweet, but only because I think somebody says something pretty cool and it's 10 characters over when I retweet it. So no. And, and, and I, and I also want to say I occasionally officially retweet and I have to wonder, you know, I wonder how many people are disabling my retweets (laughs) because I'm sure it's happening. Yeah. Uh, But the, but the thing is, is and by the way, yours, I don't disable, I have not disabled yet because when you have officially retweeted something, it's like either it is interesting to me or, at least I know it's interesting to you, and that's that's one of the reasons I follow you. There are, however, some people that I follow that I am not yet interested in everything that interests them. I'm still at a place in this online relationship where I'm just trying to get to know them, and I want to know what they have to say, not what everybody they follow has to say. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, definitely. Cool. So... I want to say something because uh, you brought up TweetBot. Um, TweetBot is become my default. In fact, I'm actually using the, it, and sorry for all you non-iOS users that are listening, um, TweetBot, which is the highest rated iOS Twitter um, client out there, and there's a good reason for that, um, has recently come out with TweetBot uh, Alpha for Mac, and once they get that to beta and to official release, and it can sync through iCloud all my filters of my, uh, you know, my hashtags that I've filtered out, 
or disabled retweets. Um, cl- other clients say Foursquare, different things like that. You know, uh, Paper Lee, geez. <laughs> um, all those different things that, you know, I never want to see, even the bestest of best friends on Twitter, I don't ever want to see when you say the so-and-so something daily is out. Um, when I can live in a tweet bot only uh, Twitter ecosystem where it's tweaked to perfection of my liking, I will be totally happy. Absolutely. And so, I know you're going to say the same. You'll probably do the same. Yeah, there's no question. I, although, no, I, you know what? I'm uh, when I'm in when I'm on my desktop. I I'm a browser guy. Yeah. So I do all my email in my browser through my my Google Apps, Gmail, and uh, no, I I think I'll probably still use the Twitter the Twitter website. Believe it or not. All right. Yeah. Well, um, although there are times when I do fire but up. If you could open a certain client on your desktop and it already has all your tweet bot filters in place. Isn't that appealing a little bit to you? A little bit, (laughs) but no. Okay. So the reason why is because I'd have to go open that application and see my browser's already open and I'm not, I'm at a place in my life and, and in my productivity where I would not allow a Twitter application to run in the background. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Skype is closed when, when I'm not Skyping. Twitter's closed when I'm not Twittering. Facebook's closed when I'm not Facebooking. Um, I, I really I really am trying to go for a distraction-free lifestyle and, and trying to do more focused uh, efforts on the things that I'm actually working on at any one time. Well, then that means that you could, since, you're, since you wouldn't be tweeting all day long, you would just open up TweetBet on your Mac. Yeah, it, do Twitter I, for a while and then close it. You're you're absolutely correct. Although most of the time, my Twitter is the one client that I do like in between checking, you know, like every 25 minutes I'm done checking my email. And so therefore, you know, it's like, ah, I wonder what's going on on Twitter. And so uh, okay. rather than open and close a, a an application, it's literally just clicking in my browser on a bookmark for Twitter just to see what's going on on the online timeline real quick that makes sense hitting reply and then maybe publishing an update and then boom i close that browser window i mean when it when it's as easy as a browser window away it it's it's really the best thing unless the site's ugly and unmanageable so yeah yeah i don't know but although it'll be nice to have it It, of course there are some people that you know you want to mute sometimes mm -hmm. (laughs) and as long as it syncs muting i don't know maybe that's what i'm saying the thing about this is uh in instagram when you do click that find friends and you get the error there is an okay box and a learn more box and if you click learn more it's a broken bitly link so (laughs) there really isn't any more information on this story but the warning here is something we've said before and uh and it even to, to talk to bring in something michael hyatt says in platform he names all these networks your outposts but you still always have to have a home base your blog your whatever you want to call it where your content, you know, is reliant on you and only you and not somebody else to mess up your stuff. So absolutely. Well, that's something that I have always preached to everybody. Have your own home base on the Web. And if you're going to be everywhere, be there. Eric, thank you so much, my friend. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. See ya. All right, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this show. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast, Answer Man. I am so delighted to have each and every one of you who listen to this show, to listen to me for an hour, sometimes a little bit more. Uh, each and every week, it just, it's so, it, it's, it, I'm very honored. Let's put it that way. Hey, real quick, I want to give a shout out to Eli Woods. EliWoods.org. Thank you so much for using my Bluehost affiliate link to sign up for your hosting account. Uh, See that you're actually working on building a good uh, WordPress site over there and just want to say, again, thank you for using my Bluehost affiliate link. If you guys want to use my Bluehost affiliate link to set up your own hosting account with Bluehost, uh, you can do so. Uh, Just go over to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting for my full thoughts on hosting before you make any final decisions. Also, if you're looking for help on how to set up your podcast uh, using WordPress and the PowerPress plugin, how to configure FeedBurner and all that other stuff, check out my WordPress for Podcasters plug uh, uh, t- 
tutorial. That's what it's called. It's a tutorial. You can find that at podcastanswerman.com slash products as well. And then last but not least, I want to say thank you to those of you who have been using my new B&H photo affiliate link on my site. Um, I see, I don't have names. If you guys are using my link to buy things, let me know. I would love to thank you here at the end of the show. But somebody purchased a USB headset last week and also somebody purchased a Bluekeeper wireless audio gateway to hook up your Bluehost call or your, um, what do you call that? It's called, um, ah, why can't I think of it? It's the, uh, yeah, Bluetooth. Gosh. Anyway. Bluetooth, so you can hook up your uh, cell phone's Bluetooth signal into your mixer. And also, that same person bought a Innkeeper PBX digital hybrid so that they actually can use their multi-line telephone system to bring in those calls into their mixer as well for their audio recordings. Don't know who that was, but thank you for using my affiliate link. I do earn a generous commission when you do sign up for Bluehost and for when you buy things with any of my other affiliate links. So I appreciate them very much. That is going to wrap it up here, my friends. I have so many things going on, so many other things I didn't tell you about in this episode, but that's why we have many more episodes to come and more weeks to share. And that's it. I hope that you guys will take everything that you do to the next level. And if you have any comments related to anything in this show, I hope that you'll leave me a comment at podcastanswerman.com forward slash 272. And if you want to leave feedback with a question for a future episode, podcastanswerman.com slash feedback. Feedback.